Hey, this is Lisa Landry. You're listening to PF's Tip Recorder. Hello there, I'm P.F., this is my tape recorder. Coming up, comedian Phil Palisol. I say it all the time, but you're just breaking rocks and building roads. More often and more often and more often, it feels like you're just breaking rocks. And then you look back and there's, you know, I've got a 24-year career that has been based on, okay, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And had a bit of a struggle this week landing an interview, and then I remembered I had this interview with Phil Palisol that wasn't originally meant for broadcast because I recorded on my little tiny Sony tape recorder, but it was such a good chat, I asked him if we could use it on the podcast sometime, and he said, sure. He didn't see why I would want to, but he said, sure, go ahead and do that. So we're going to run that as today's interview. We have some satirical news coming up, and our song of the week is from Andy Hawk and the Train Wreck Endings from their new live album. It's uh, really some cool stuff. But uh, first, as promised, some satirical news. Oh, and I should explain, by the way, that it's no longer fake news because, well, you know, we all know about the fake news. So I give you now satirical news. And now satirical news with me. Writing in the Atlantic, National Constitution Center President and CEO Jeffrey Rosen explains the difference in the attacks leveled on federal courts by Andrew Jackson and Donald Trump. In an excerpt from the full article, Rosen discusses the nature of President Trump's criticism of a federal judge in Seattle compared with Jackson's comments about a landmark Supreme Court case. Trump later stated his admiration for the former president, saying that Jackson has continued to do wonderful work since leaving office. A kite boarder came perilously close to surfing over a huge bull shark as it lurked in the shallow waters at a Sydney, Australia beach. The animal was spotted just meters uh, from shore on Thursday at Brighton La Sands in Sydney. The unbelievable footage of the kite surfer shows him within centimeters of the shark as he heads back to dry land, essentially jumping over the shark. Now, the surfer was not injured by jumping over that shark, but of course his surfing career is now over. A South New Jersey college student who sued her estranged parents for college tuition has lost a court battle. Caitlin Ricci sued her divorced parents for $16,000 to cover her out-of-state tuition at Temple University in Pennsylvania. Uh, Ricci plans to go back to school, gain her law degree, file an appeal, sue her parents again, and collect that money as well. In another round of mixed messages, during an exceptionally wet winter, California's Water Board is extending emergency drought regulations until May, the anniversary of its action taking teeth out of a conservation enforcement. With the state's permission, during the past year, most urban and suburban water districts, including those in the cities of Los Angeles and Long Beach, have avoided having to meet mandated conservation goals by self-certifying that they have sufficient reserves to last at least three years. California receives most of its water from melting snow in the Sierra Nevada mountains, the Colorado rivers, and the tears of struggling artists. Protesters briefly blocked Education Secretary Betty DeVos as she tried to enter a public school in Washington on Friday morning. Demonstrators holding up signs greeted DeVos when she arrived at Jefferson Middle School Academy in southwest Washington, not far from the Department of Education building. When she headed toward the school's entrance, the protesters stood in front of her. In a statement issued Friday afternoon, DeVos said she subsequently got inside the school to meet with students, faculty, and administrators by posing as a delivery person. And that's been Satirical News with me. Phil Palisol is a stand-up comedian from Denver, Colorado. He's been traveling all over the world lately, and uh, I apologize for the tinniness of this interview. I tried to fix it up a little bit in post for you, but it was a great chat with Phil. Here now is our interview with Phil Palisol.
and I'm fascinated by it. Um, I walked by a castle today. For I, I don't know what the castle is, and uh, I'm I'm a few minutes away from Pompeii. And uh, oh wow! I mean that's that's history. You know, I mean that's real. That's real history. That is. Where does this cruise all go? Uh, it starts in Barcelona, and then it, it goes around the Mediterranean. We were in uh, La Spezia, and then uh, uh, Mallorca, and uh, it, it, it takes people to all over Italy, and then back over to Spain, okay. and uh, around and around and around. Yeah, yeah okay. And is this a working uh, yeah, they have a comedy club. I'm on the largest cruise ship in the world. Oh, wow. Uh, called the Harmony of the Seas. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and they have a comedy club, a dedicated comedy club on it. And um, I do show for the, there's It's multicultural. And I'll tell you, I have never felt so single-lingual as huh. I do here. Because you hear so many. I mean, I'm hearing French. I hear Italian. I hear German, Spanish. Yeah. And I just walk around with my little English, you know, it's just not, not, uh, but luckily, luckily, a lot of people want to speak English, so I can kind of muddle my way through. Yeah, it seems everyone in Europe speaks, you know, their native tongue, of course, and then at least one other language, because I know my cousins in France, they started, they started learning English when they were in elementary school, and I didn't start taking French till I was in high school, and I, of course, like most Americans, remember very very little of the second language I took. Yeah, yeah, I'm the exact same way. And, and as I say, uh, English is a universal language because everybody wants to learn it. Right. It's not, it's not spoken as equally as as you, you might want it to be. You know, you run into somebody. I remember long ago, I'll tell you a quick story. I remember sure. long ago I was standing on a platform in uh, Tokyo because we were overdoing shows for uh, the uh, uh, Air Force. And I was standing on a subway platform in Tokyo, and a, uh, a gentleman came up to me and in very broken English asked me where I wanted to go and helped me get there. And I can't imagine that fella in Chicago looking up at the schedule and somebody coming over to him and speaking Chinese or, or whatever they speak. I can't imagine that, that happening, but we're, we're fortunate in that way that people want to learn English. Yeah, I guess it's the the most. It's not spoken by the most people, of course, but it's the most widely spoken uh, language, I believe. I read years and years ago. Yeah, I believe that's right. Yeah, and it would be Japanese, by the way. It wouldn't be Chinese that he would be speaking. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's how ignorant I am. <laughs> that's how stupid I am. I don't even know what they speak, where they speak, and I can barely speak my English. Oh yeah, I'm always impressed when I, when I you know, speak to folks from other countries that can that have a mastery of our language. Language and I always say, like, geez, I can barely speak our language. What in the? How is that possible? Uh huh. Um, yeah, they have what they call a loyal, a loyalty ambassador here on the ship. Oh, that Gives announcements and they will give it. They give it in English and then they give it in Spanish and then they give it in Portuguese and then they give it in German. And, uh, I mean, it is just. And I have no affinity for it. I, I, I wish I did, but that region in my brain has left the building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember I tried to get it back a little bit, and I, I realized uh, something that um, I actually learned from a Clint Eastwood movie from Firefox when he's trying to learn the um, 
he's trying to fly the plane and it can read his thoughts, but he has to do it in Russian. And the guy tells him to develop the plane. He says, you, you can't think in English and transpose. You have to think in Russian. And I realized, you know what? When you speak a language, you have to think in that language. And then my mom confirmed. My mom is French. And she speaks uh, English and French and then her native dialect. And she goes, yeah, yeah, you have, to, you have to think in the language you're speaking. You just can't think it in your head and then, you know, transpose it. If you're going to be successful at it, you have to think in that language. And that's really difficult. Which is why it's so impressive to me when I hear somebody who, who does multilingual in the same sentence. Yeah. You know, they'll blattle the blattle the wheelchair. I know, right? I, I'm, just, I'm just always, always impressed. That, that's funny. Uh, well, so what else is new with you apart from cruising the high seas there on the largest cruise ship? Well, what, what have you been doing back in America when you're back in America? Well, I'm on my way, as you know, I'm on my way to the largest mall in America. I'm on my largest of everything tour. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't, I mean, a lot, a lot has happened and a lot has stayed the same. I think the last time we spoke, I was still in Los Angeles. And uh, I'm back in Colorado now, which is uh, oh. comfortable. Um, okay. You know, it, it always felt like there was one too many guys in L.A. And it turned out I was the guy. <laughs> Yeah, it's um I've never been yeah, I was very comfortable I was very comfortable to get it's just crowded, that's sure. all. I mean I, yeah. I liked my house, I liked my home, I liked the neighbors, I loved the climate. But it's just you know, there's there's fourteen million people and it seemed like yeah. they were all in front of me or all behind <laughs> me waiting for me to figure out my ATM code or something. That's funny. Yeah, I think you had just moved back to Colorado when we spoke and um, it's weird because the day job that I'm at we're having a, a conference, we're putting we put on conferences a couple times a year. They're loyalty conferences, coincidentally, speaking of that loyalty announcement on your ship. But um, we're having it in Denver, which is where my boss was born, so he wants to have it there. And I've never been, and I'm looking forward to going. Uh, when are you coming? Uh, in uh, November, first week of November, I think it is. Well, I hope to be around. I may be around. Look me up if I am, and I'd be happy to share some of the sites. I'm very proud of my home state and okay. town, and it's a marvelous. It's more. It's it's like uh, Minneapolis in that way. It's a great city that doesn't have a lot of pressures from other cities. Yes. And it's not like Baltimore. You know, mm -hmm. it's pushed from Philadelphia and that kind of thing. It's just Denver gets a chance to just be Denver. Minneapolis gets a chance to just be Minneapolis. I can see that. And uh, I like that. Although it's changing quite a lot because so many people have moved there over the course yes. of the last few years. Yeah. And they, they bring a lot of their home to it. But um, it's still uh, organic enough that uh, it feels like straight up home. Yeah, I'm actually in Cincinnati. I've only been to Minneapolis uh, twice for an hour in the airport. So. Uh, uh, yeah. But well, and Cincinnati is a fascinating city yes. to me. Yes, yes. I know you've been here many times uh, at the at the Funny Bone that are. Uh, and uh, yeah, very interesting. I was discussing with Hal Sparks yesterday that he's he was born here, but he grew up in Kentucky uh, near Frankfurt. And uh, we were talking about Louisville and Cincinnati and how like they're both on the cusp of the Midwest and the South. That Louisville is a little more Southern, and Cincinnati is definitely more Midwestern, even though it touches the South a little bit. Yeah, it's one of the, it's it's south but not it's north but not it's uh, yep. industrial but not yep. it's really a fascinating city in that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what have you been doing, you know, comedy wise? Just headlining and, and hitting the road, or are there any exciting projects you're involved in? 
you know, they come and they go. Uh, but I've been, you know, on television uh, as they have it anymore. And uh, I've done the Late Late Show since we spoke last and uh, um, a couple of other things. And, and you know, this is a, it's a marvelous career. But uh, I'm unemployed next year. So uh, I, I'm surprised that I have a career year after year because the, the whole job is keeping going. Yeah. And it's, um, I, I used to aim at things and then get really frustrated when those didn't happen. And and now I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm more inclusive to anything that can happen. This, this week, for example, fell in my lap. Now, I've been doing cruise ships since uh, 2001, but I didn't expect to come over here. Somebody else couldn't make it, and then they called me. And, oh. and on Friday, I found out that on Saturday, I was on my way to Barcelona. And, wow. And uh, it, it's a marvelous career in that way that, um, you know, you just keep, uh, I say it all the time, but you, you're just breaking rocks and building roads. And yeah. it, it, more often and more often and more often, it feels like you're just breaking rocks. And then you look back and there's, you know, I've got a 24-year career that has been based on, okay, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And, and I enjoyed my time writing television. And then when that dried up because of Millionaire and Survivor and, and Weakest Link and things like that, and I went back to doing stand-up, then I just went back to doing stand-up. And yeah. I'm very, very lucky and fortunate. And, and, you know, just so grateful that it that I can carve space. Because there's, you know this, you talk to Hal Sparks, there, there's a bunch of, I know a thousand really good comedians that could be doing exactly what I'm doing just as well as I'm doing it. And the idea that I get to be the one that does it is, it, it's, it's as remarkable as the career itself, I think. That's cool. So when you say you're unemployed next year, is it that you haven't booked any dates yet? Or is, that, is there something... Yes, I mean because I was unemployed this year, and that, that's what I mean. I mean, there's 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 job security in this job because I've worked really hard to to get better and better and better and make a name and a reputation for myself. But this this is a career and a and a uh, occupation where the, the line grows from the front. You know, somebody comes off of last comic standing and and they move to the front of the line, or somebody gets a, a, a television show out of a comedy festival and they move to the front of the line. And and uh, so essentially what I mean is that um, I have no guaranteed work oh, yeah. next year yeah, except yeah. Uh, faith and, and the idea that I didn't have guaranteed work for this year. And here we are into August and I'm busy throughout the rest of the year and next year we'll fill up and I, I will be grateful and surprised and and uh, and you know just once again uh, stunned that you know one day there was an elevator operator and one day there wasn't yeah <laughs> and sure. uh, he had he had nothing to do with it he right. he just went to work one day and there were buttons instead you know huh. and uh, uh, that's funny that's kind of how I feel I will do this until they don't let me do this anymore that's cool well I think you found that category of what uh, Jackie Cation uh, uh, likes to call you're, you're one of the golden retrievers of comedy everybody's always glad to see you <laughs> complimentary thing and 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 I guess that is so you know I um, as I said I'm on a very multicultural ship and I've had people from all different walks of the earth come up and tell me that they thought I was funny and so it's interesting to see what parts of 
my comedy and my humor translate to what parts they respond to and and you know humor is a it's a social lubricant and it's interesting to me um, where it where it greases the skids well, that's cool well I uh, appreciate you taking the time uh, you know all the way from the Mediterranean and uh, and uh, if you don't mind I might use this conversation on my podcast this is such a fascinating talk um, uh, well, if you think it's worth anything. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's there's uh, some good stuff absolutely. here. Absolutely. Yeah, great. And then uh, the piece will be in uh, City Pages the week that you're uh, in, that you're there. It'll be in print and online, of course. And then I hope we'll see you again in Cincinnati here uh, as well sometime soon. Well, I appreciate that. And I want to tell you, too, that I really appreciate, you know, print media is going the way of the dodo bird. Yep. And this used to be a standard thing. And, and it really did bring people into the club because they would read the paper, they'd, uh, they'd get a sense, and then they would come out. And, and you know, they asked uh, they asked George Burns one time what it took to be a comedian, and he said, you need an hour of material and a train ticket. <laughs> and what he meant by that is that you could then travel the world for all the country for you know, for as long as you could, and and now you need a blog page, and you need a Twitter account, and you need a, yeah. uh, you need it, and you need it, and you need it, and it goes so much beyond just the joke and just the performing that um, it, it's a it's a large, large thing now, and I really do appreciate uh, you taking the time to reach out to me. Oh, no problem. Yeah, it's always good to it's talk. A necessary to, uh, thing. Yeah, because we uh, both papered for a while. It's weird. The paper in Cincinnati, uh, I've written for them for since gosh the '90s, and. Uh, we didn't always cover comedy. My entertainment editor at the time, I, you know, I started working for other papers around the country when the economy was good. And uh, I said, you know, we should be doing comedy every week. And he said, no. He said, that we should do comedy maybe once or twice a year. <laughs> and then he got replaced. And then when the new person came, they said, oh, yeah, definitely. So uh, since for the past uh, 10, 15 years, uh, City Beat in Cincinnati, we interview a comedian every week. And, of course, City Pages, I do one or two a week. And the other one's dried up because uh, they can't afford to pay their freelancers anymore. But so it's it's still a thing. It's still on, as they say in Britain. Yeah. Well, terrific. Yeah. Well, as I say, one day there was an elevator operator. One yep. day there wasn't. <laughs> exactly. You know, keep breaking your rocks. I was going to say. Rocks, building roads. One day I'll show up and there'll be buttons. But um, that should be your that should be the title of your next comedy <laughs> CD. One day there were buttons. I love that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, could be. All right, man. Okay, and I'll I'll give you a shout in Denver if I have a a, a free moment. The conference is pretty hectic. Depends when we get into town, but I'll certainly look you up. Uh, please do. Like I said, if I'm in town, I uh, it's it's uh, it's it's like my sister. It's fun to show off. Okay, uh, yeah, we're, and we're there early in the week too, so you, you likely won't be on the road. Okay, well, terrific. Well, good talking to you, Phil. Right. Have a good trip. Likewise. Likewise. Right. Thanks for right. the time. Bye. Bye. Thanks again to Phil Palisol for being on the show and agreeing at the last minute to let us use that audio uh, on the podcast. Uh, like I said, it was a great chat with him. Uh, he's touring mostly now, uh, not so much in clubs, but he's uh, doing a lot more of those cruise ships now, which is uh, Mike Siegel, of course. He's a co-host on Rock Solid, our, uh, our friends over there. And uh, Mike also doing a lot of the cruise ships now. And it's nice to see that uh, now that cruising is becoming popular again with folks and uh, with younger people, that they're actually getting you know actual entertainers you've heard of uh, to do some of these shows. And, and a lot of uh, top-name comedians actually are now uh, doing those gigs uh, on those ships. So that's really cool to see. So Phil will be doing that through the spring. Then in the summer, uh, he will 
will likely be out doing the clubs again, so just go to philpalisol.com for all of your Phil Palisol needs. All right, so that takes us to the song of the week, and it's from Andy Hawk and the Trainwreck Endings, our unofficial house band. Uh, they have recorded uh, a live album called Live at the Bitter End, which I, I reckon is a club somewhere that we're in the D.C., Virginia area where they are based. Uh, I was looking at their gigs coming up, though. They're going to be in Columbus, Ohio, just up the road from me, Saturday, February 25th. So if you're in the Ohio Midwest area, if you want to drive over from Pittsburgh, where Andy is originally from, you can check that out. It's uh, some kind of a benefit show. Just go to andyhawk.com, click on the calendar link, and it'll explain everything. Now, the rest of their gigs uh, are in the Virginia area, not surprising, because where Andy lives. So you have plenty of chances to check them out in the Washington, D.C., Virginia area. But that takes us uh, to the new track here. So they recorded a live album at a club called The Bitter End, which, uh, again, I'm going to reckon is in Virginia or the Washington, D.C. area. And it is a career-spanning set. And uh, there were a couple of good tunes on there, Sunshine, Water Dance, Chasing the Sun, uh, I would say two of the, the big hits we've played here on the podcast, and uh, I was listening to it, and boy, this tune, Walking Around, uh, which I'd forgotten about, sounds so good live. Uh, Andy was saying in an email to some of us, uh, he'd sent out the link to the, some of his friends, and he said, boy, he's really happy with the drum sound. The drum sound really pumps, but I'm, I'm really uh, happy with the guitar sound he got here. It's uh, it's it's really nice, it's, it, it's crunchy, it's melodic, and I think you're really going to enjoy this. This is our uh, song of the week from Andy Hawk and the Trainwreck Endings from the album Live at the Bitter End, available now. Just go to andyhawk.com and you can find out uh, all of the several ways there are to buy that. This is Walking Around. It's our song of the week. PF State Recorder, so long, and thanks for listening. We saw the sun come up and never once looked back. Every day was waves of life for prize in Cracker Jack Now even not to not be scared of it Possibility wandered up and We were found walking around The Sun without a sound Be still singing And walking around Afraid to sleep because we'd what we'd become Hoping for a sign or chance to Just be anyone Naive enough to not be scared of it Possibility wandered up and We were found walking around near to us Wrapped up in music Safe